In the C family of programming languages, Objective-C is sometimes seen as a weird outcast, but it has a rich and important place in programming history. Today we'll talk about where it's used, where it came from, and why it's different than other languages in the C family. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. This week, we're talking about Objective-C. Let's start with who developed it, when, and what was going on in the programming world at the time. Yeah, Objective-C was developed in the early 1980s by Brad Cox and Tom Love. And at the time, there was a lot of excitement around object-oriented programming. And we talked a little bit about this period in our previous episode on C++, which was also a language that was involved in object-oriented programming and the rise of it, and was also connected to C, just like Objective-C is connected to C. So I do recommend, before you listen to this episode, checking out our prior episodes that I'll link to in the show notes on both C and C++. Anyway, so that was the atmosphere of the time. People were excited about object-oriented programming, but they also were kind of tied to this older language, C, that we covered in that prior episode. C continues to be a really influential and important language. So does C++, of course. What was exciting about object-oriented programming was that it could make programmers more productive by breaking programs up into components that could be reused as one of the creators of Objective-C called them software ICs, like software integrated circuits that could be clicked together like Lego bricks to make new programs. We could make software reusable, more reusable, and we could make programmers more like Lego builders instead of having to build everything from scratch. So there was a lot of excitement around object-oriented programming and the productivity that could come from it. And these two creators, Tom Love and Brad Cox, had the idea, what if they married one of the very influential object-oriented programming languages of the time, Smalltalk, which was developed at Xerox and came out in the early 80s in commercial versions, with this really influential and ubiquitous programming language C, hence the idea for Objective-C. And who started using it? So when they first created the language, they were working as an independent company and they were selling the compiler for the language and then offering support for the compiler and for companies that wanted to adopt it. Unfortunately, not a lot of people were adopting it. C++, in contrast, there was a lot of excitement around when it came out in the 1980s and it quickly got quite a bit of adoption. But Objective-C, nobody was really like super excited about it. Some companies were, but it wasn't becoming like an industry standard. What did happen was when Steve Jobs left Apple, he started a new computer company that we've talked about in many prior episodes called Next. And at Next, they needed a programming language for their new object-oriented operating system, Next Step. And they decided on Objective-C. So they adopted Objective-C for Next Step and for the frameworks that developers would use to make applications for Next Step. And that became the big niche for Objective-C, Next Step and development of applications for Next Step. And then from Next Step, it gets used in in Apple. Right, so Next Step evolved into an operating system called OpenStep. OpenStep was the operating system that Next was selling for multiple different platforms at the time that Apple acquired Next 
in the mid-1990s. And they used the technologies from OpenStep to develop Mac OS X. Mac OS X eventually became iPhone OS, which eventually was renamed iOS. And all of that was built with frameworks for application developers that were made in Objective-C. So Objective-C eventually became the main language of the Apple world, both internal to Apple, a lot of the technology for their operating systems, and also for developers who wanted to build applications for Apple platforms like the iPhone and the Mac. So are Apple developers the only people using Objective-C right now? There exist Objective-C implementations that are free and open source in both the Clang compiler and also the GCC compiler. And there exist implementations of those OpenStep frameworks that eventually became the basis of Mac OS X and iOS called GNU-Step that are also open source. And so there are some applications built for other platforms, for example, in the Linux world, that are built using Objective-C. But it's pretty rare and pretty unusual. Really, the main niche, the main place that Objective-C is used is within the Apple ecosystem. And how is it for programmers who do decide to use Objective-C? What's it like to program in that language? Well, I think the best way to talk about it is in opposition to C++. They really were competitors. They both came out around the same time in the 1980s. They both were trying to add object-oriented programming on top of the C programming language but they went about doing it in very different ways. C++, I would call a kitchen sink language. And again, we talked about this in our prior episode. It's a huge language with so many different features. Object-oriented programming is just one of those features, but it has a ton of additional features on top of C. And in fact, over time, it's diverged from C, where there are some modern C programs that are not valid C++ programs. So C++ is not exactly a strict superset of C. Objective-C, on the other hand, is a slim layer on top of C, and it is a strict superset. So all C programs are valid Objective-C programs. And Objective-C itself is slim. It's a few added features that make object-oriented programming possible on top of C. It also is a different style of object-oriented programming than the style of object-oriented programming in C++. In C++, object-oriented programming is done in a static way, meaning at compile time, when you want to send a message to an object or call a method on an object, really, you can test whether that class or that instance of that class really has that method. In Objective-C, everything is dynamic. And at runtime, it's possible to try to call a method on an object and it to not know until it actually runs whether it actually responds to that method. So Objective-C is a dynamic language while C++ is a static language. C++ has slightly higher performance than Objective-C as a result. Objective-C is more flexible as a result of being more dynamic. So there are different styles of programming with different performance and implementation characteristics Objective-C syntax is a whole other story. People are not usually big fans of Objective-C syntax if they're coming from the C++ or Java world. It looks quite foreign. It looks quite different. And people often like things that they're used to, and they find it a little jarring seeing the syntax in Objective-C, which looks so different than other languages in the C family. Whereas C++ looks quite familiar to people working in other C family languages. Is Objective-C still being used today? 
Yes. So Objective-C has a replacement language in the Apple world called Swift, and we'll be covering Swift in a future episode. However, Objective-C is still the basis of a lot of Apple's technology. Mac OS and iOS still include large frameworks that every app builds on that are built in Objective-C. So Objective-C is still very much at the heart of Mac OS and iOS. In addition, there are many third-party apps that still are popular and exist on the app stores that are built in Objective-C. Most modern development in the Apple world, whether at Apple or at outside third parties, is done in Swift. However, it's all being built on top of these foundations that are built in Objective-C. So Objective-C has not gone anywhere. In fact, as recently as this year, Apple has continued to evolve the Objective-C runtime and a couple features of the language. It's not been evolving quickly. It's been evolving very, very slowly, whereas Swift has been evolving very quickly, but it's absolutely still used. If you were starting a new app for macOS or iOS, you would not want to probably start it in Objective-C. You'd want to start it in Swift, but you could. So does Apple control Objective-C? Yes, effectively, Apple has controlled Objective-C since they bought Next in the mid-1990s, and Next really controlled Objective-C before then. Even though there are third-party implementations and open-source implementations of Objective-C, they've never been very influential, and Apple pretty much owns the intellectual property rights to the language at this point, and all of the new development and new features that have been added to the language have come out of Apple. So Apple does effectively control Objective-C, It's interesting to think about a world where Objective-C had found some ground outside of Next back in the late 1980s and early 1990s, and if it hadn't been so closely tied to Next and had been able to evolve independently, if it would have become as dominant as C++ became in the programming world, but we'll never know that alternative history. It certainly arose at the same time for the same reasons. They both were trying to marry object-oriented programming to the C programming language. They went about it in very different ways, and they one ended up really a niche language for the Apple world, and the other really became an industry standard in the case of C++ used across all platforms. Is there anything else our listeners should know about Objective-C? Sometimes people are curious about the performance of Objective-C versus C and C++. Because Objective-C is a strict superset of C, and any C code is valid Objective-C code, you can always just drop down into C in Objective-C, and you will get the same performance characteristics as C if you write C code in Objective-C. However, let's say you're actually using the features of Objective-C that make it object-oriented. You're actually building objects, passing messages between them, like in the Smalltalk world. Then yes, you're going to take a performance hit, And because it's a dynamic language and those messages need to be resolved at runtime, there's some overhead involved. Unlike in C++, where method calls are done through vtable lookups, which can be determined at compile time, and a lot of the overhead can be optimized away. So, in general, pure object-oriented code in Objective-C will generally be a little bit slower than the same code in C++. It's not such a big difference that for a modern application developer, it's going to be really something that they're considering too much. A lot more is going to end up just being dropped down to the C level if something really is in a really performance critical area of the code. So this little bit of overhead from the message passing and the dynamic nature of Objective-C is not really something that most people worry about too much 
unless they're working on something that is so performance critical. And in that case, since objective C really is just a superset of C, they can easily just drop down to the C level. Another thing people ask about a lot is should they learn objective C today? Given that Swift is replacing objective C in the Apple world, there's really no reason to learn objective C unless you want to be working with some older code bases because there's still a lot of old iOS and macOS code that's written in Objective-C. And so if you're going to be working at a large company, let's say, that has an older macOS or iOS code base, it's good to know Objective-C. Even if you know Swift, that Swift code is going to be interacting with Objective-C code. And if you want to understand how the current frameworks like AppKit and UIKit in macOS and iOS work, you do need to understand Objective-C if you want to get behind the covers. However, if you're not going to do any work in the Apple world, there's no reason to learn Objective-C. And if you're entering the Apple world and you're really only going to be building on greenfield apps, new apps, apps that are not based on old code bases, then there's really no need today to learn Objective-C for that either. That said, I like the language a lot. I've been working with it for 20 years. I think it's a great language. I think it's really a beautiful marriage of Smalltalk and C. And I think that in a different world where maybe it hadn't become swallowed up by Next, maybe it would have ended up a real viable competitor to C++. And I actually think it's a lot more elegant than C++ because it manages to do so much with so little additional syntax added on top of C. Objective-C is like the road not taken. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it was the road only taken by Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.